First of all, wish everybody a good Yom Tov. Today, Yutas Kislev and Chov Kislev are referred to as the Chag HaChagim, the festival of festivals. We know that we have a very limited view of what's really taking place in the world, what's happening with us. A lot of times we don't make sense, we don't understand. A lot of times we question, we wonder why, why things are happening to us one way or the other way. We don't have an explanation, but we know that everything that takes place by us is actually divinely orchestrated, as we read in the parsha this week about the whole story with Yosef and his brothers. And it seems like a story that has a lot of pieces that are unknown, we can't understand and we can't make sense of it, but at the end we know that this was orchestrated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to get Yaakov Avinu to Mitzrayim and in order to get the Jewish people in Mitzrayim eventually to lead them to Eretz Yisrael. This was part of the process. As the process was going on, people didn't know. A lot of times we don't know why things are happening, why they're happening. But that is something which is orchestrated, something which is defined, destined by divine providence, that things should happen the way they do. In the case of the Alter Rebbe Shneir Zalman, the founder of Hasidus, his work consisted of disseminating the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. He was a student of the Magid of Mezrich, who was a student, a follower of the Baal Shem Tov. And at that particular time, there were many who opposed the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, and many who opposed the Alter Rebbe for standing up and trying to continue and to articulate and to spread the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. The situation was very, very difficult. The unfortunate situation was that brother against brother, there were a lot of great rabbis and scholars, distinguished people who did not see things the way the Alter Rebbe saw, the way the Hasidim saw, and they went out against, they opposed them. And it deteriorated in some level that people went to the government and they slandered the Alter Rebbe with all kinds of accusations that he is doing things against this government, against the Tsar, against the uh, uh, ideas. And they succeeded in having the Alter Rebbe arrested. So that was something that took place over here in this world. And of course the Alter Rebbe was clean. As of the end, he was vindicated of all of the accusations, whatever they accused him of. But in the meantime, he went through a very difficult time. He went through a very difficult time. And actually, the Alter Rebbe, with some of the other great students of the Magad of Mezrich, they tried desperately to have a debate with their opponents to try to prove to them that their ideas and their 
teaching does not at all in any amount go against traditional accepted Yiddishkeit Judaism as the world has known it. But unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. They were not given the opportunity to be able to meet with the leadership and to be able to discuss this. The Jewish leadership wanted very much for that debate, for that meeting, because it wasn't healthy for anybody. The split in the Jewish community wasn't something which was good, because this just made and wedged the people further apart. It took them further apart. And the Alter Rebbe was in prison. While the Alter Rebbe was in prison, he was visited by the Magid, his teacher, and his teacher's teacher, the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov asked them, of course they visited him from the world of truth, they weren't physically, they had passed on for many years before that. And the Alter Rebbe asked them, why is this happening to him? Why is he incarcerated? Why is he in prison? And they said to him that there is a very serious decree against him because what he's doing is he's disseminating the teaching of the Hasidus and the Kabbalah to such an extent that the world may not be ready to accept that and to receive that. So there's a big, there's a criticism against him and that criticism brought about his incarceration. So the Alter Rebbe said to them, so when I go out of prison, does that mean that I should therefore quit or lessen the teachings that I've been teaching? Should I sort of slow down? And they said to him on the contrary, that once you will be victorious in this, you should actually do with more force, with more vigor, with more energy, and you will be successful. So Yutas Kislev was sort of the turning point when the Alter Rebbe was given freedom. This is not just freedom from the physical incarceration, but rather this meant that in the heavens they agreed to the view that it is, they sort of had to push it through almost, that the time is ripe now for the teachings of the Alter Rebbe. That's why this is made into a yontif, into a chaga chagim, the festival of festivals. Because it is this inspiration that we get from the teachings of the Alter Rebbe and the Baal Shem Tev that helped preserve and helped encourage, inspire many generations to continue to cleave to the Torah and the mitzvahs to Hashem that inspiration that they got from the teachings of Hasidus, that helped through, that's how we survived the difficult times and Mitz Hashem will survive as a Jewish people intact until the coming of Mashiach just want to share with you for one more minute today we start the cycle of the study of the Tanya the Tanya is the main book, the Sefer, that the Alter Rebbe has authored. 
And in the Alter Rebbe's great humility, he refers to it as the Likute Amorim, a collection of sayings. And he writes right in the beginning that he has collected it from various different books and from various different authors, people that he has spoken to. He doesn't take himself any credit. Matter of fact, the Alter Rebbe had no intention of ever publishing the Tanya. The Alter Rebbe originally they made copies. In those days, people would take a, a writings and then they would just rewrite it and that they made a copy. The problem became that because there were so many copies, people appreciated the work of the Alter Rebbe and there were so many copies made, and in each copy there was some something missing, a letter, somebody missed something. Eventually there were too many mistakes so that it changed actually the meaning. And then there was always those who intentionally, purposefully changed things to make it look different than what the Alter Rebbe said. So he had no choice. And the Alter Rebbe actually published the Tanya in a printed format. And the Alter Rebbe writes just in the very beginning that what's the purpose of this book. He says, this is a Sefer Shel Benunim. This is a book for the average person. Which means that what he's writing over there, you don't have to be a tzaddik, a righteous person. You don't have to be a special individual. Anybody, the average person. And he basically bases it on the verse. The verse in the Pasuk and the Vodim, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling the Jewish people He's telling them the Torah is not overseas. Don't say who is going to go overseas and fetch it for us. The Torah is not in the heavens. Who's going to go up in the heavens and bring it to us? No. It is very close to you. But it doesn't just say that it's very close to you. It's close to you in your heart, in your mind, in your doing. You can do, you can think, speak, and do Torah. It's very easy. Very important to realize that when we do a mitzvah, we shouldn't just do the mitzvah, the act itself. But we must infuse the mitzvah with a feeling, with emotion, with an appreciation you have to invest in the uh, mitzvahs, Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, the love and the fear of Hashem, that should be part of the mitzvah. As the Zohar brings down, the mitzvah itself is like the body of the bird, and the Avad Yira are like the two wings, which means, what are the wings? The wings are not part of the actual bird itself. Actually, a bird without wings is kosher. But what the wings does, it helps raise that bird so that the bird can fly. The wings help it fly. So a mitzvah that has love and fear of Hashem infused together with the mitzvah, that mitzvah becomes a mitzvah that can fly, that goes up heaven, can accomplish tremendously great things. So what does the Pasuk say? that it's very close to you. How is it so close? doesn't seem like so close. If you told somebody that it's 
easy to do something which he has a natural yearning to, say that it's easy, but is it easy to love God? Is it easy to do a mitzvah? How is it easy? That's the Rebbe writes the purpose, what he's going to explain in the Tanya, how it is easy. Basically, the Alter Rebbe points out in the Tanya that we all have a soul and we all have the goodness within ourselves. It's not like we have to become good, we have to recreate, we have to invent the wheel. No, it's all there. We have beautiful inside powers and strength that we have. That's imbued. And we get this as a gift as part of the children of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We have a soul and we have that special spiritual spark in ourselves that wants to connect to God naturally. So we don't have to create something new from scratch. No, we have it. The job of a Jew is to reveal, is to bring to the forefront something that he already has. It's there. It's close to you because you don't have to create that. All what you got to do is you got to scratch, remove some of the dust. You got to bring out that beautiful neshama, that spark, that love that you have in your heart, bring it out to the open. And with a little bit of reflection, with a little bit of thought, you can actually feel. That thing is actually pretty close. Of course, the extent, it could be a lengthier way. You could sit and study and contemplate, meditate, that's a more involved way. And come to a logical uh, conclusion and a love for Hashem. But there's a shorter way. The shorter way is just to scratch, ignite that light that's in you. That pentelayid, as they say, that spark of Judaism that you have in you. And we see it all the time. You know, people who maybe don't even live their lives according to Torah and mitzvahs. And yet, they get touched like in very, very special ways when it comes to certain situations. You can see that they are also part, and really deep down they're there, but it's not open. But when it comes a time of a test, sometimes during various different times, you can see that their souls ignite on fire and they become in an expressive way, a love and a fear of Hashem. And they also take on the Torah and mitzvahs. Look around you, you'll see how many Baal Teshuvahs, how many people found their way back. I mean, people from secular backgrounds, people from, uh, had no, no idea, never practiced, it's not their tradition. And yet, somehow, that spark was ignited. It means it's really close. We all have a responsibility to go ahead and try to ignite the sparks that is in every Jewish soul, to go out there and try to help people find themselves, help to develop, to bring out that closeness that they have to God, but to actually bring it out in the open. And many times it just takes a little kind words, it takes a little showing the way, it takes a little bit of 
just being their friend to get other people to sort of realize, you know what, this is something beautiful because you didn't have to create anything. They have it. It's Korav Elecho. They have it inside them. And Hashem should help that with this festival of Yutus Kislev when we saw the redemption express itself in such a powerful way that we should experience our own redemption because we also have little things that worry us, that don't allow us to go out of our own little incarceration. We should experience freedom and we should serve Hashem with love and with fear and Hashem will reward us and bring us Mashiach Tzitkenu. Here we are, man. Good up.